Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Welcome to Game Changer. What's up, guys? Good morning. It's Tuesday this week. Hello. Good morning. Glad to be here today. I look forward um, to those little special moments once a week, Tuesdays. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hopefully, we have some uh, folks joining us in here for the live chat, as always. I appreciate you guys. See Dumasani jumping in the chat. And uh, <clears throat> so, we're talking this morning about faith over fear. And um, we talked about the subject before, but we went, it thought it was appropriate. Uversion um, did a cool thing. They uh, are. are um, Bible plan faith over fear that we released sometime back. I think it had over a couple hundred thousand uh, <clears throat> subscribers to it already. And um, during these times, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty going on, a lot of anxiety, right? A lot of anxiety in the world, um, a lot of anxiety. I mean, if it if it wasn't enough, you know, to go through the last couple of years with with COVID and everything that's happened, just the transition in life, regardless of how you feel about it, or you know, maybe. Uh, how you've reacted to it or how you come through it. I think s- some people have looked at it in, in different ways. It has been it has been a season where the enemy has tried to one by one uh, take advantage and and try to pick people off. So this morning, you know, so it's a, so it's appropriate. We want we wanted to since they reintroduced that plan and we've been receiving a ton of uh, feedback from it. If you're watching this podcast, by the way, live this morning on YouTube uh, because of that plan just recently. You know, make make sure you put that in the comment as well. But we've received a lot, an overwhelmingly amount of uh, a, a amount of people that have just reached out to us about that. And um, so we wanted to bring it back this morning. We want to talk a little bit about faith over fear, <clears throat> and go and, and spend the morning discussing that. And it's and it's a topic that I think is so broad. I mean, we did a series on it way back. And um, can I just say this? It's easy, you know, f- for you as a believer or for me as a believer to say that our faith won't falter, right? When life's going smoothly. Like if you're, you know, if you're going through nothing or if you're just on on the mountain or things are just kind of working out, you know, you become, you ever notice you kind of shift immediately into, <clears throat> into like advice mode. You ever notice that like in the moment that you're not going through something, it makes it a whole heck of a lot easier where you're looking at somebody else and you're like, hey, listen, you know, God's going to make a way and you just got to really push through. And listen, I've been there before. You kind of, it makes it easy to do that. So it's easy to say that our faith won't falter when life's going smoothly, but it's harder to say that when you're in the midst of a storm. And sometimes all you can do, right, is stand tall and, and push straight through. And so, um, you know, this is something we teach not only from a, a life perspective, but a business perspective as, as, as business owners and as people who lead teams in the, in the business world we teach this perspective, the best thing to do, right? To overcome a difficult time is to what? Keep pushing through. And by the way, that's the truth. That's a hundred percent the truth. Because if you, if you don't quit, you can't lose. If you don't stop, you'll make it. Yeah. Paul went through a ton of stuff in his life and you know, the resume where we've mentioned it before. He just, he just laid out the resume of what he had gone through. I mean, it's just like, like just, just, just line upon line, just man, just, just one blow after the other. But yet he said, he said, I've finished the race, right? I've fought a good fight. I've made it. 
And, and why did he say that? It wasn't because like he had accomplished every goal in his life and he had, he had checked off every box and he had said, okay, I mean, I did every single solitary thing I ever set out to do. No, the reason he said that is because his life was over and he just didn't quit. You get it? He, his life was over. He didn't quit. So, <clears throat> so it's something that we teach. You know, there's a difference between standing still, right, and staying stagnant. The Bible says to be still and know that he's God, but then there's a difference in that and then being stagnant. So we're talking about faith over fear. What to do? What to do? Do I stand still? Do I do, I do something? Do I, do, I, do I shift gears? What do I do when I don't know what to do, right? And faith, faith is there, but, but fear is looming. Let's talk about that. You know, I think for me personally, and I looked it up while we were sitting here because immediately I was just reminded that sometimes the only thing we know to do is stand, right? But we can't just stand and do nothing. And I, I just thought of the scripture in Psalms um, that says, let the, it's Psalms nineteen fourteen. let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepting and pleasing in your sight. Oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so I just kind of thought about what do you do? And that was the first note I put is how do you push through? And I think it's like, we've got to align our thoughts and the words of our mouth and our faith in the unchanging, unfallible word of God, no matter what's going on. So I think, how do you push through? Because I think that's kind of what I would think is like, okay, sure. How do I push through? You have to make a conscious decision to align your thoughts, mm -hmm. your heart, and your mouth, and meditate and declare the word of the Lord, whatever that is for you, whatever it is that you're needing. And so I want to encourage you that whatever you're you know, facing fear or anxiety or question marks, you need to find scripture in the word of God that speaks exactly to that and will breathe life into that so that your fear will be overcome by the faith of the word of God and that you begin to see it, meditate on it, declare it, and allow it to do its work. So I think that's one of the first things because we want to, you know, forget that and go, well, okay, I'm just going to take it in my own hands and I'm going to declare <laughs> probably words of doubt and fear if we do it in our own. So we yeah. got to align ourselves. So I think one of the first ways to get up and keep pushing is align ourselves to what we know is the solution, which is God. Yeah. And standing, standing is a move. You know, we, I say that in the notes in the, in the, um, in the Bible plan. And people have asked that before, like, what, what does that mean? Like, if you think about it, it is, you have to think about that for a second. Standing is a move. Like, you know, sometimes you feel like you always have to be doing something. I have to be moving, right? If I'm not moving, if I'm not, if I'm not act, act, active, then there's, then there's something wrong. Well, that's not true. Again, stagnant is not what we're going for. And I, and I told this story before, but I, I think it bears repeating. You know, I remember my grandparents, you know, when I was younger, had a pond, a koi pond, just little tiny. I think I, I knew, I know now it was a koi pond. <laughs> like then I did not know what a koi pond was. And here's the thing. It didn't have koi in it. So it was, but now I understand that it previously prior to that had koi, I guess, in it. And it was built as a koi pond, but it was basically just a yucky square of just muck, right, in their backyard. And I remember I used to walk around. It was, it had, it was like cement, you know, and they, and I would just walk around the base of it, walk around the base. And she'd tell me, be careful. 
you know, you're going to fall in it, right? I'm like, Anna, and I remember several times, not just like once or twice, but like several times over the years, slipping, like one leg would go into the pond, it would just come out, and it had that black, you know, just gooky, gooky you know, muck. And it was just, it just smelt like, just stagnant. It just smelt like, like, like nothing was living in it. Matter of fact, the only thing in it that I saw that li- lived were like tadpoles. <clears throat> Maybe they were becoming frogs or what have you. But so there's a difference in stagnant. To me, that's stagnant water, right? It's not water that you would pick up and drink. It's not water that's life sustaining. It's not water that is going to clean you, right? It is, it is, it is stagnant, stinky water. And then there's, then there's a river, right? A river's moving. But yet when you, when you drive by a river or you go to the bank at the river to the place where you have your picnic, every year, it looks the same, but the water is moving. So, but standing is a move. That's different than stagnant. And so the Bible says in Ephesians, when you've done all you can to stand, you stand, right? With your, and then it tells you what to stand with. So you, so can I just say this? You could always give up. You can always quit. You could, you could always turn your back on what you're doing, but standing firm in your faith is often the most difficult decision that you can make. I'm going to say it again, because it's easy. You could always give up. You could always quit. You could always turn back on what you're doing, but standing firm in your faith is going to be one of the most difficult decisions that you can make. And it's often the best decision as well. Often or always? Always. <laughs> it's often. Always. It's always, it's the, always best, the best way. It's, <laughs> it's always. Um, you know, I think that there's been seasons <laughs> You know, and I, and I want to speak to those that maybe feel a little overwhelmed with whatever that it is that they're facing, you know, that we've all had seasons. I can remember um, a season in my life that I can remember literally being in the closet, the actual closet of my home and, uh, you know, praying to God and, and really questioning, you know, if you love me, how can I be experiencing this or why is this happening in this manner? You know, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, walking and it's okay. We all go through that, but that's your getting up moment. So, right. We all have that moment where we are questioning or doubting or have that anxiety or fear. And, um, you know, we don't always talk about those moments. Um, you know, we don't always share those things because there's a vulnerable, vulnerability in that. But, you know, the Lord knows that we are going to, we're going to do that. But even like you said, you know, to Peter, um, you know, Satan desires to have you to sift you as wheat. He knew that resistance would come, but he said, I pray your faith fail not. He knew that there were going to be moments that Peter questioned yeah. or failed or, or didn't do the right thing or said the wrong, you know, <clears throat> said the wrong words, did the wrong thing, went the wrong direction. He knew that, but he said, and, and that he's going to come. He desires to sift you and sift you out. And still the seed and the word of the Lord in your life. He desires that. But I'm going to pray that your faith fail not. So when you're having those moments, know that there is a God that's in Jesus came. He is interceding on your behalf that your faith fail not. So connect yourself to the things of the word of God, the people of God, the community of God, the church, whatever it is, it's going to link your faith with them so that you can be encouraged because God's plan for you is that your faith fail not. Mm. Yeah. There's a phrase that was used um, among sailors and this is in the plan as well, but I think it, it's, it's a really cool point back when, you know, most ships relied on, on sails, you know, um, not so much today. Right. But there was a phrase they used was hold fast. 
and this this phrase would be shouted right over the the sound of thunder, the sound of a battle, no matter what the sound was. I mean, I mean can you imagine chaos going on all around? You're out in the middle of you know, first of all, you're out in the middle of the ocean is unpredictable. I mean, you're not you know not in the safest you know uh, vessels. I mean, you know, you're you're out there, and then these sails are up. The winds are just blowing. Maybe just thundering. Maybe there's a storm. Maybe there's just waves crashing against it. Or maybe you're in a battle. Maybe the the, the cannonballs, man, are falling all around you, and you know, and there and there's just there's fire and explosions, and there's shouting, and there's there's anxiety. So over all of that sound and over all of that noise, there was a phrase that was shouted from one sailor to the other, and this phrase was "Hold fast." And so when this phrase was used. Right, it meant it meant stay at your position, <clears throat> stay at your position to remain tightly secured in the face of adversity. So when a storm is going over your boat, right, and the going gets tough, and how many know that that's what could be going on in your life right now, or maybe the season that you came out of, right? And and so when when the storm's going over your boat, and 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 the going gets tough, right, stand firm and hold fast, which means stay at your position. When you've done all you can do to stand, stand. When you, when you're experiencing fear, fear, you know, fear is, is, is a form of faith. You go, well, I have, I have, and and you, so we say it right when we say faith over fear, or we say it right when, you know, I have, I struggle with my faith because of fear. It, It makes so much sense because the opposite of faith really is not fear. It's the opposite end of good faith. It's the opposite end of faith in God. Faith in, 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 in God's word, the opposite of faith in God's word, the opposite in faith in God's word is, is fear in the world, in, this, in the circumstances of the world. And so, look, life is is full of waves, right? Sometimes we 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 uh, we come out of a situation we're unscathed, right? We're we're not touched. We're not we're not affected necessarily by it. Other times we aren't as is you know is is lucky or is, is and so the way I see it is you're a survivor. And listen to this. You got to get this in your spirit. You're a survivor of every storm so far. You've you've emerged right victorious in every single hardship that you've faced up until this point in life. You've made it. You're still alive. That's kind of how Paul looked at it when he when he looked at it and said, I've, I've made it. It's like, can you imagine? It's like, okay, what the, what the next battle is? And all of a sudden, it's the end. <clears throat> his, his journey's over and he looks at it and he goes, dude, I made it. I finished the race. I've, I'm still alive. And, and so that's, I think that's the way we have to look at this, right? I was immediately, while you were saying that, I was just reminded of the scripture, 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13. And this is the message version, and there's different versions, and they're all great. Um, I immediately, my mind thought in King James, when I opened up my Bible app, I had a bit in message. So that's what you're getting. But friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. And how often do we do that? That's really where we probably get into bigger messes. We make a bigger mess out of a little mess because we feel like God's not doing it. So we stick ourselves in it. But um, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. And so often we don't, we, when those moments we don't get up, we don't realize that glory was right around the corner. Our breakthrough <clears throat> is right around our, the corner. Our strengthening was right around the corner. Uh, corner. The answer was right around the corner, whatever that is for you in that situation. But the the word of God says, don't, you know, don't 
um, think it's strange when you come into those situations, but stay firm, keep walking it out. God's with you. Your glory is right around the corner. So don't fall short in that. Keep pressing on. And again, I'm going to go back to allowing your heart, your mind, your soul, the, your words be grounded in the word of God and the people of God things. Make sure you're going around people. If you're in those seasons of doubt and unbelief, don't link yourself with people that are in the same boat. Yeah. Because that boat will sink and you'll be in it too. So if you're in that season, you better find people that are in the, the boat heading to the right direction and jump on that boat so that they can encourage you and strengthen you. The thing of it is, is a lot of times when we're going through those situations, somehow, thinking not strange, you all of a sudden these you get like-minded, but you want to be like-minded in faith, not like-minded in doubt or in this in this toxic fear. type of fear or anxiety, whatever it is. So make sure that you're not putting people in your boat that's going to keep you with water in it. But they're going to you're going to have people that are in your boat that are helping you shovel it out and bringing in faith into it. And it's it's sad mm-hmm. sometimes, but we actually a lot of times instead of finding people that are going to encourage us in our faith. Because we want to put, we already say, well, God must not be in control. I'm going to put my my hands in and I'm going to work on it. We'll link with people that will encourage us to do that instead of linking with the people that are going to encourage us to trust God in spite of what we're facing. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this is tied to, to the promise of, of God and, you know, uh, the promises of God that, that he's spoken into your life, the things that you're believing for, the things that you are persevering for, the things that you you know, the things that you haven't seen come to fruition in your life. And, um, you know, Diana mentioned, um, you know, putting yourself around people of, of faith that are going <clears> to <throat> be like-minded or that are in the boat headed the direction that you want to go because it's easy. Misery does love company. What that really means is that it's a comfortable situation. You might find comfort for a temporary season, and this is human nature, in finding out that there are people that are that are, you know, that are also struggling like you. But then a lot of times it comes down to what, not, not what direction the, the boat's going and how you can d- tell what direction the boat's going is what are they saying? What are they speaking? What are they believing God for? Are they saying, man, we're just going down, things are just happening, man, things are just, you know, and it's just, it's just constantly focusing on the, the, the situation or is it like, hey, God's got this, you know, beginning to speak life. And so um, I'm reminded but, but all of it's attached to <clears throat> the direction and the, the places and the purpose that God has over your life, the things that you're believing for, because it wouldn't matter if it weren't something that you that you found valuable. So it, whatever that is, I mean, it, I, it, we can name some, but it's whatever it is to you. It's, it's whatever it is to you. I can name three or four or five things and it might cover some of the people listening right now, but then there's dozens of other things that are, you know, it could be fam, and, and I'll sum it up by saying it could be spiritual. It could be, right, physical. It could be mental, emotional. It could be financial. It could be relational. That kind of sums it up. So if, I think it's probably going to be one of those six things, but then there's dozens and dozens and dozens of things that fall into categories. You're believing God for something. And then, by the way, you probably experienced something under all of those categories over the course of time. The reality is, what are you what are you believing God for now? What are you believing God for now? And so kind of say this, I'm reminded of Abraham in the story of Isaac and Abraham. And we, and you know, I want to, I want to talk about this a second because, you know, Abraham, you know, told Isaac, listen to this. What are you speaking? What are those around you speaking? Abraham told Isaac, 
God will provide the sacrifice. So Abraham had faith. Think about this for a second. Abraham had faith in, in, in it's almost, it's interesting because, so if you think about this for a second, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a, not a lie, but it was like, he, he didn't know what God was going to do. Right? So, I mean, Isaac looks at his dad when they're going up the hill. This is the promise, guys. This is the promise that was given to him. This was what you're believing for, right? Abraham was believing for a son. He was believing. He was, I'm gonna, you're going to be the father of many nations. This is the prophecy over your life. Well, to be a father over many nations, you got to be a father over one, right? Before we could be a father over. So, he's believing for this promise, just like you are, just like I am, just like we all are, no matter what that is covered by no matter what area of your life it's in. And so here the promise is headed up to the mountain and check this out. The the promise is headed up to the mountain and then all of a sudden, Isaac looks at his dad and he goes, hey, he goes, who who is the sacrifice here? And and Abraham looks at his son and says, God will provide. Now I'm going to tell you something, that's faith. That's faith. But can I just say, can I just say this? The provision was there. He just couldn't see it. That's good. The provision the was glory there. was right around the corner. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. It was there. No, that's no, I mean, the provision was there. He just couldn't see it. And I mean, let me just point this out for you. In, uh, I'm going to read it in New Living Translation. Abraham looked up, saw the ram. Listen to this. Caught by its thorns in a thicket. And then in the uh, easy version, same scripture. Just then, Abraham looked around. He saw a ram behind him its horns were caught in some bushes. So let me just say this, hear me on this. The provision was there, he just couldn't see it. So, hey dad, we're headed to this mountain to make a sacrifice. He goes, where's the sacrifice? Abraham knows that God is requiring him to be the sacrifice, but Abraham looks at his son and says, the Lord will provide. He doesn't see it, but when he gets there, it's there. So can I just say that you may not see your breakthrough. You may not see the answer to your prayer. You might not see where God's going to come through, but he, can I just tell you, it's there yes. even though you can't see it. And when you get there, it'll be there waiting for you. The scripture says the ram was caught by its horns in the bush. So I'm, I'm going to declare this over you. Your promise is already caught. Your mm-hmm. promise is already caught in the bush. You're caught. Your promise is already stuck in the thistle. Thistle. <laughs> we don't use that word. Thistle is like thorn bush. Your, your promise is already caught and it's waiting for you. It, you're not late. You're not late. God's got the answer. And that's faith. Faith is the You know, I think that's a perspective. You said it's waiting on us mm-hmm. and we often view it as we're waiting on it. Mm. But that's that great. ram was waiting on Abraham to come and release it. That's good stuff. He had to go and release it. So it was there. It was really waiting on Abraham to help. <clears throat> un- and why wouldn't Abraham get there? Say, so think about you, you could listen. You're like, oh man, it's taken me. We look at each other sometimes and we don't understand. I mean, can you just say, can you just see if there's anybody that wanted to hesitate getting to the place of, of sacrifice would be Abraham? Because when I get there, I, I'm going to have to sacrifice the promise that God has given me, my son, right? And the reality is I've got faith to tell him that God's going to make a way, but I'm going to tell you the enemy's working on and chipping away at my faith all the way up the mountain, <clears throat> all the way down the journey. It's like, hey man, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, um, 
But he had to align his mouth. So he told he told his son, God will provide. He had to align 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 his words to the word of the Lord that said, Go in spite of. So he had to align it. So every part of that he had to he had to align his words. Even though I bet when he said that, he goes, I don't know how God's gonna do that. And how many of us haven't been in that situation where we're declaring faith over a situation and we're still like declaring to, you know, maybe our, our children or our spouse or friends or, or coworkers or whatever, where we're declaring something. But in the back of our mind, we're like, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm just going to keep declaring because there's power of life and death in our tongue. So even when our heart is a little bit shaken or our thoughts are being, you know, um, swayed different directions, our, our mouth needs to declare it. Even when the other parts of us, we need to declare because there's power of life and death in our tongue, meaning we have the ability to speak life even into our doubt, speak life into that. So his words were very important to, to his son, I think, in that season as well. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're wrapping up here. But yeah, it, you know, it's interesting because it's, it, I want you to get this as we as we wrap up today on faith over fear. How, how does faith, right? How does faith leap over fear how does how does faith leap over fear it it because the reality is there's times in my life and there's times in your life and there's times in every one of your lives right now so if you right now have walked into this podcast whether you're watching this on youtube whether you're listening to it later on youtube or listening to it on itunes or or um spotify or whatever how, how you've you've come in and you know if you're listening you can't see my hands but my hands are kind of side by side and there's been times where the fraction is flipped, where fear is greater than faith in your life. And it just is the way it is. It's not that you, you just not that you don't believe in God. It's not that your relationship with God is, is if off kilter. There's this time where you're looking, there's times where the, the fear trumps the faith. And maybe you walked into this <clears throat> podcast today and it's been lopsided. And the way that faith becomes over fear is by you embracing the word of God, speaking the word of God, gravitating towards the things of God. Faith, I can't see it, David. Well, that's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So the way you do it is you begin, and by the way, so is fear. (laughs) Hear me, fear is not the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance of things not hoped for. You don't. I don't want that to happen. I don't. I don't want to die. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go broke. I, I. I don't want my family to fall apart. I don't want that marriage to not work. I. I, I don't want to get. I don't want that sickness to, to kill me. I don't want to catch this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go here. Oh, fear. 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 You're not there, but your fear. You're. You're because you don't want to. You're focusing on it, and that's fear. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what you do is it's like look at it like a meter. The way it becomes greater than fear is you begin to you begin to gravitate towards God's word. You begin to speak and line yourself up with his word. <clears throat> and then it become your faith, your faith becomes greater than your fear. That's how you do it, right? It's easier said than done. But if we want to, we really want to get it, pattern it after what Abraham, people like he did. Because if it was hard for you, imagine how hard it was physically walking up a mountain, getting ready to sacrifice your only son and not knowing how you how it was going to change. 
There are a couple of highlights that people put in the messages, and I, I, I can't, we can't keep up with all of them, but uh, one of them was, um, you can't sharpen iron with a twig, and that was about linking your faith with like-minded people That's that good. are standing firm on the Word of God. And then uh, one that someone just put in there, and, and I forgot about this quote in, in the Faith Over Fear Bible study, but it says, faith is the light that shines in through the tunnel. It, it is the compass that points north when you get off course. Mm. The light is what points you in the right direction. The Word of God is what points you in the right direction when we get off course. And here's the thing, all of us get off course. Every single one of us get off course. But it's the light of the Word of God that gets us back on. Amen. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be back live next Tuesday morning. This episode will be dropped on YouTube tomorrow Um and as well as iTunes and Spotify. And we are working on an app. We are really close. And uh, everyone that came in that's on our uh, daily inspiration text message as well, uh, we appreciate you guys. I know we had many um, join in even in the last uh, couple of days that have been um, reading the Faith Over Fear app that um, has been uh, on the version homepage. <clears throat> and uh, we'll be back next week on Tuesday. And uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch all the past episodes. If this is a new podcast to you, we welcome you guys. And uh, we are a uh, marketplace ministry. So we are in business, but we also are in ministry. And so it's unique. And we just really appreciate you guys being with us today. But stay tuned very soon for our Game Changer app. It's uh, not just going to be for the podcast, but it's going to be for everything that we do here under our marketplace ministry. There's going to be some really unique things that we um, release under that app. And so appreciate you guys very much. May your faith increase and your fear decrease today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Also, make sure if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you also hit the bell. Thank you guys for tuning in. And on that note, say it one more time. We out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.